0: This week on Podcast 17, we spawn some heated debates over the Mod of the Year Awards, touch up on some news, and talk to Dave about Arcadium. So stay tuned for Podcast 17. Welcome to another edition of Podcast 17. It is March the 1st, very first day of march and we're on episode 11897 uh on another wonderful sunday morning uh monday morning for some of our guests here on the show (laughs) and uh we have an awesome listing of guests this week so why don't i just start off at the top and say hello to dave um from mod db hello william from not mod db and owner operator of the arcadium mod
1: That is correct. Not a lot of people know that. How are you, William? I'm good. A lot of people accuse me of never modding before in my life, so proof is in the print, I guess.
0: Proof is in this podcast.
1: Proof is in the internet. If you look hard enough, you can find things. Right. It's amazing.
0: And what else do you do over at ModDB that makes you so famous?
1: I, oh well, I am the media editor over there, so that's every piece of media that is generated by the site, is generally made by me. I do the podcast, I do the spotlight, I do. I did the mod of the year, in fact, I'm almost finished with the mod of the year, actually, and just every sort of knick-knack and uh, sort of video that needs to be done, I do it. Uh, previews, reviews, site maintenance, you know, the whole shebang, I'm basically... Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, basically. <laughs>
0: so you are one busy guy, basically, is what you're saying.
1: That is correct. I am a busy, busy man.
0: <laughs> and next on our show is Emmanuel from Planet Half Life. How's it going, Emmanuel? Pretty good. Yeah.
2: What do you do is over at Planet? Spiel or...
0: Yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell us what you do over at Planet Half Life?
2: Hmm? Things. You know. <laughs> writing. <laughs> Stuff like that. You're not really selling not yourself much lately, as much as Dave did. Yeah, see, he's probably good at what he does, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm it's a, a lot easier for him. <laughs> and of course,
2: this week... Well, we first have I have to find what I do. What's, yeah, What's that? T-
1: tell me more about what you do. Yeah. I, I, like I don't enough. know.
2: I've been there for a year now, and I still don't know.
1: But don't you edit things? Are you a personality, or do you... Yeah.
2: I Sure. I did, yes? the TF, I did the TF2 section. That's what I did.
1: Nice.
0: Nice. Yeah. And you do video reviews. I mean, I've seen some of your video reviews.
2: No. Yeah, you could call it a review. <laughs> it's basically just but, you ranting. Right, yeah. It's like a failed version of Jerry McClarkson. But
0: I actually like your video like reviews. Said, They're funny.
2: Well, you know, thank you. I'm glad you said that because that's probably the first compliment I've gotten
1: on that. Oh. So Well good. How many have you I, done? you know,
2: I'm actually I'm actually looking for the TF Two section right now on the site so I can prove that I did it, but I can't find it. So I okay, get apparently I don't do anything at Planet an Half-Life. How many so, have you well, done, I'm a, manual I'm, I'm just a manual. So <laughs> I, and I work on podcast seventeen. That's what I do.
1: <laughs> what was that, Dave? What were you asking? How many videos have you done Emanuel?
2: manual? Two, Two. But that was like Oh, okay. God, how long ago was that? That was that was a while ago. I'm looking. I'm try, I'm actually trudging through the site right now to try and find what I've done.
1: You've done dip rep, so, and you've well, done international online um,
2: soccer. I did dip rep and international online soccer, but I'm still looking. Mm.
1: Oh, the awesome backflips of international oh, online soccer. Oh, go to maps.
2: If you go to the maps, the Team Fortress 2, and on the left side, you go to maps. I did the lumberyard, ravine, and all the new ones, and then I did the etiquette section. That's what I did. Nice the etiquette section you were in yep. charge
0: of the etiquette section
2: yeah uh, uh-huh i'm uh <laughs> i'm if you look through that you'll see the word uh watt defined as well as gtfo huh. uh and i did that and also stfu that those i did that and if you look for reviews from a few months ago you'll see that i did a few but that's about it i've been pretty laid back recently cuz my computer <clears throat> Exploded, so I've been using an old POS and you know whatever I can play I play, but for the most part I can't really run much. So,
0: so you're kind of like a semi-staff member at PHL right now,
2: right? Yeah, they just they just don't have the heart to fire me because you know (laughs) I'm a little bit disabled and it's it's tough. It's the same reason we you guys don't get rid of Nick. (laughs) It's, It's a serious ailment. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, alright, so, and also this week we have Thomas, co-host, Canadian extraordinaire. Yep. How, how you doing, Thomas?
3: Uh, this week for me is going to suck. I've got two papers and three midterms, so... You always have papers and yeah, midterms. I, I think you just lie, because you don't like I playing do video not. games. I do not. I have a calendar on my desk. I have a calendar on my desk to what, prove it. What's your major? Uh, Canadian history. Really? And
2: you live in Canada and you haven't and you have to study
3: no (laughs) Uh,
2: so okay just double checking
0: (laughs) thomas don't worry keep doing your schoolwork you're gonna make more money than any of us
3: (laughs) yeah that's just a funny thing it's like you guys will be here and uh i'll be making the big bucks exactly we'll be still doing podcasts
2: at least we'll be we'll, we'll be happy though that's that's what matters
1: and hey, he could be, be happy, happy with too. his Rolls Royce and his uh, thousands <laughs> of hot chicks just beckoning you, for him.
2: You show me a Canadian history major who ended up with a Rolls Royce. Dude, and I, I, like, I will show you a them. video game reviewer
3: who is not a virgin. That? Oh, wow. I got you beat on both accounts then. <laughs> I went
2: there.
1: Yeah, he, he nailed you, man. He knows like three guys three
2: guys.
3: I know people.
0: Well, I'm sure all his professors have lots of money, because professors get paid a shit ton in Canada.
3: Yeah, and they don't do anything, and all they do is meet up for coffee with other professors and be like, hey, look at us. We're actually sheltered by the recession. Yeah. <laughs> No, one, no one's going to walk up to a university During an economic downtime and say Oh yeah, your are professors Thomas we don't getting need this political
1: minute. up in here Oh yeah
2: <laughs> The session isn't political, it's, it's a stark realization That we're not going to have jobs in a month
1: yeah, oh. Exactly Way to make it depressing
2: Yeah, now
0: yeah, nobody's we tuning in save. Everybody's like, fuck this show, this show sucks now
1: No, they can't afford the internet So they can't listen to your podcast anymore <laughs>
0: you? Oh I'm suffering too
3: Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it out on CD.
1: All our listeners can't
3: afford uh, connections anymore. They're downloading this podcast via dial-up 56K. Oh,
1: no, sucks. they're actually using their neighbor's wireless.
3: Or that. Uh,
0: That's communism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good All lord. Right. Anyway, moving on. Follow-up in errata. We have no Podcast 17 news this week, but we have some follow-up in errata, and uh, Dave can probably help me out with this, because we made some, I guess, misinformed babies. comments about the mod DB editor's choice. So, no. Dave, why don't you tell us exactly what the editor's choice is and what you and Ryan do and why you chose some of the things you chose.
1: <coughs> Since you're here. And which ones did you want to talk about in particular?
0: Um, I don't know. Let's talk about uh, upcoming mod. Okay, that's one that would be cool to talk about. We don't really care about indie game, so let's say, screw indie game. Um, single player and innovative multiplayer.
1: Uh, let me just whip these up. Yeah.
0: So for those who don't know, Editor's <coughs> Choice is where DB gets together and uh, makes the Editor's Choice Awards for certain categories. But Dave's going to tell us all about how they decide on this stuff.
1: Okay, well, the editors sit down <coughs> and they go, So, we've got these awards. We've got some prizes now we should choose some winners and basically for each category we uh make down we write down a list of potential nominees we the first you know it's the first tier of you know award-winning sort of stuff that a lot of people do we we select maybe 10 or 15 which are potentially will win and then from there we knock them down to five and then out of that five we choose a winner and depending on you know certain circumstances like you know we, we made a decision like most innovative multiplayer it obviously has to be a released mod you know or indie a release mod yeah mm-hmm. essentially because you can't have you know an unreleased innovative multiplayer because you know they're just saying what it is rather than being actually able to experience it so um best innovative multiplayer We had uh, a few things, you know, that we needed to get off our chest, like for example, Celestial Impact, which we absolutely loved. The problem with Celestial Impact was that uh, nobody plays it, and that's a lot of the problems with earlier release mods. You'll find that uh, people get over them, and that's kind of the sad realization that a lot of mods have to deal with unless they are single player, which then they are ageless in a sense. (laughs) Because then you can download and play it anytime you want. Um, What other ones did you want to talk about? You want to talk about the.
0: Well, let's go over best single player and best upcoming.
1: Alright. Best single player. A lot of the problems we have on ModDB is uh, getting original new content. I mean, no offense to William and everyone who makes Half Life 2 maps and whatnot. They are essentially just what Half-Life 2 was, and that was just, you know, kill room after kill room. It's true. Maybe press a button, go to the next kill room. You know, and that's that's essentially what a lot of single-player games are because they don't strive to make something different. They can't either work out something to do different, and a lot of the times, you know, it just ends up being like, oh, you play it, he's like, yeah, that was pretty cool, and then you put it to the side and never play it again. But there are some timeless ones that uh, do a lot of interesting things, like, for example, the winner, obviously, The Ball for Unreal Tournament 2004, which was a platform, puzzle-based, first-person shooter-ish game, which, you know, went on to win the uh, Phase 1 of the Make Something Unreal contest, which is a million-dollar contest set up by the Unreal Tournament folk. But you guys don't want to hear that. This is a Half-Life 2 one, so we <laughs> we'll move on from that. Um, the Now, the one hiccup in the single player nominee we had was uh creed's climbing now a lot yeah. of people see this as a multiplayer and it's actually written down there that it is a multiplayer game but uh we made the decision that uh it is a single player game because you can play it alone. The objective no not not just that it's the objective that you use. you actually do it in a single player perspective like for example no one is able to like you know Help you or push you yeah. or knock you off or anything like that. So getting from point A to point B is what the objective is, and you I do that in this single player. Okay? Yeah, a co-op game. But it's
2: still single player, right? Uh, Nick says commun-
0: communal, single player.
1: Com- yeah, that's what I communal single player is called example. co-op.
0: No, co-op <laughs> no. is
1: more. The the true definition of co-op is you know you need another person to pass this point, whereas in this one you don't. I would say it's more of a, you jump into a server, you chat with people while mm-hmm. you're playing. It's kind of like the MMO of platformers, in a sense, I guess, really. Right. I um, think I
0: think the only multiplayer aspect of Grease Climbing is the competitive aspect of it, where like you're racing, exactly. you might be racing somebody else, but that's not really part of the game to make you progress in some form or another, or to exactly. increase your skills. I was surprised to see Kreese Climbing on this list, but once I thought about it, and you know ask myself why it's on the list it started to make sense so
1: the only people that really um have a problem with this are the ones that never really spent the time with creeds Mm -hmm. and you can see that in the comments definitely it's like creeds climbing that's a multiplayer game what the hell it's like well if you spent more than 20 minutes with it i'm sure you would work out that it's a single player game Mm -hmm. yeah so um i that's probably the uh one of the biggest uh hiccups we had in the editor's choice nominees and uh portal prelude you know self-explanatory great it's just great um challenging and yeah hmm. yeah um and i have to say william i was kind of a little upset that you said that uh the only reason the delta sector one was because we are fans of the far cry i didn't
0: say that i didn't Engine. say that <laughs> <laughs> I just said you guys are fans of Far Cry That's why you guys consider Far Cry games that's And what I how mean. did Far you come Cry to that conclusion? I don't know we... Far Cry 2 Because you guys played a whole bunch of Far Cry 2 stuff no. I've played
1: well, Far Cry 2 Far Cry 2 we actually got paid By mm. another company to judge maps so there's mm-hmm. a difference between playing it because <laughs> they, you love it and playing it do because Did they also it's your happen job? to
2: supply you with NASA-grade so. servers so you can run it at least 15 FPS so you could actually play the game? Or did you just, did you just guess?
1: Well, we actually got a server and we got in the community to play with us during these, uh, this judging. The thing is, uh, Ubisoft, while it was the most crucial time of the judging, decided they wanted to reset the servers every 15 minutes. And so, it really started to get on my nerves, and when William said, yeah, they just love Far Cry, and I was like, god damn it, William.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I apologize for saying you love Far Cry.
1: Yeah, um, the reason the Delta Sector got into this one was because if you've actually played it, and then played the original Far Cry, you'd notice a very distinct difference in the single Mm player. Very distinct. Um... But I won't go into it because it's a Half-Life 2 show. <laughs> Amazing. yeah. But what about and what was the last one you wanted to talk about?
0: Best upcoming mod, because there's two Half-Life 1, Half-Life 2 mods on there that we like talking about a lot.
1: Curse and Cry of Fear, you mean?
3: Yes. Indeed.
1: Well, what can I say, Curse? Um, for these types of mods, for the upcoming, we go off the impression it leaves on us. Mm-hmm. You know? first impressions are generally lasting impressions and curse just the worm demon trailer <laughs> holy shit i know that's all i'm going to say if if you watch that and said man this is lame then there's something obviously wrong with you i'm sorry but there really is unfortunately and for best
0: unfo- sorry unfortunately when we played the curse demo um the worm demon wasn't in the game and uh, gabber actually told us that the worm demon might not be in the final version of the game because he's having so many problems with it but that's a whole different topic and
1: uh, yeah we can see we can only judge on what we yeah, know and what we've seen so that's why upcoming is always a bit of a uh, topic but um, for Cry of Fear, a while ago um, on my podcast, which is on DB called The Modcast, we actually had a, a live edition, which had video and whatnot featured in there. And we actually uh, <clears throat> talked to Rumple from Hair hey, Afraid of Monsters, which is actually making the Cry of Fear game. And he th- this was the first time it was announced, so we got the exclusive and all that sort of stuff. And just editing those videos and watching those videos for the first time... Was really something else. It was like, holy shit, can people really do this with the gold source engine? Yeah. Is this still physically possible? And obviously it is because it's working. And we've all seen that secret little uh, mod editor they have. I need to get my hands on that. That looks amazing.
0: Yeah, they're doing a lot of really cool things, especially with uh, James. Working on the uh, inventory system and stuff. There's a lot going on in the background and the coding, and there's a lot of visual things that Rumble does that just makes this mod really pop. So,
1: but pop in terms is a of good, in, good expression, yeah.
0: In terms of uh, first impressions, though, I think Curse definitely does take the stage. Curse is, mm. you know, it visually just appeals to everybody. Everybody's, if somebody saw the Curse stuff, they'd just be like, wow, that game looks awesome.
1: So, Yeah, and it's all made by one person, which is even more amazing. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, that is pretty awesome. Okay, so with that said, let's move on to uh, Player's Choice, since there's been some player Choice awards that were released as well. hmm So tell us about Player's <laughs>
1: Choice. Okay, Best Upcoming Mod is probably the one you're interested in, mainly because it's a mod show-esque. Mm-hmm. So um, in this we had <clears throat> Honorable Mentions for Black Mesa Source, which is, you know, obvious. Uh, they couldn't win this time round, mainly because they've won before, in a sense. So we we generally don't like to give the same award twice to the same team if they haven't really had that much of an update. And since we haven't seen anything playable, aside from a heavily edited uh, video, so we decided to not let them participate for that reason, because, you know... It's all good. I mean, I know from from an editor's standpoint that when you edit a video, you can make it look absolutely amazing without having too much trouble whatsoever. So myself and Ryan, we, we are a bit iffy about Black Mesa Source. I will say that, mainly because it's been so long and we haven't seen anything playable. Like what I want to see from Black Mesa Source is, you know, someone going into a level, yeah. cracking up fracks <laughs> and just going, look, this is what it plays like. You know, instead of having this I really that's amazing. I think the biggest trailer. downfall is the fact that's that Valve already
2: did it, but you know. It's-
1: no, I think that's the reason why it's so popular because it has been done before and people know it and they want to experience it. Proper. In higher fidelity, basically,
0: yeah. A little bit more properly. But can you tell us yeah. though? I mean, you you say in the uh, in the player's choice that it would have made the top five for sure. Can you make tell, maybe tell us what number? Like, did it just no pick everything no okay
1: no i'm not i'm not gonna say that because you know, sorry will it's okay no one's ever gonna know those numbers <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's fine yeah
0: but tell us about the um, winner of neo tokyo though what
1: that why didn't, didn't neo win. tokyo win that no didn't no, win. no i'm, William, I'm saying, seriously I'm sa- man
0: no i'm saying the winner and neo tokyo
1: oh why I didn't, didn't neo tokyo, tokyo win? i was about to say did you fuck up again because it's the player's choice. The players, the players choice are idiots. Neo Tokyo is the best the goddamn franchise. thing to ever happen in Half-Life. What the shit? <laughs> well, I've actually played Neo Tokyo. I don't know if you guys have. Yeah, it. I have, William, it. have you played it? Yeah, I have it on my yeah? PC. You think we were of supposed it?
0: to interview them, but they didn't show up. or It just got really, really um, confusing. Um, but I liked it. It was fun. It just felt a lot like Counter-Strike so far to me.
2: I don't... I'm not... Wait, it, um, it, feels,
0: it feels like one like of the most popular first-person shooters ever is. made, and it's bad for that?
1: Well, no, I never said it was bad.
0: I am. I'm saying it's bad because I'm not a fan of the whole Counter Strike franchise. I like something a little bit more original. Even though Neo Tokyo is original in its art style, I don't feel it's as original in its gameplay.
2: Okay. You played Survival a Mod or whatever the shit that was called for hours on end. I'm not going to... Suicide yeah, Survival. Yeah, you played that for yeah. literally six hours straight. I'm not going to take your advice on what's good or bad. Neo Tokyo <laughs> is freaking going to be the best thing ever. And if it isn't, I'll kill
1: myself. Oh, he's calling you out. I cannot...
0: I'm not William, even going about how awesome is. No, no, no. Survival. We need a
1: rebuttal. Come on. We need a rebuttal. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Rebuttal the shit out of me. I just I mean, like games that... <laughs> I know it's not going to work, but I'm just going to back up my comment saying I don't like games that try to be like the same shit, different pile type of stuff. Um, Like I'm, for example, mainstream right now, Uh, like for fear Two, you know, fear Two feels like every other game. And the only reason I liked it so much is because of the original storyline and because it had some sort of really cool thing that grasped me into the game and told me um this is what you should be interested in and uh it's kind of concurrent events going to fear one and i kind of like that that's the originality that fear two gave me even though it's same shit different pile neo tokyo on the other hand the only thing that's giving me out of originality—it's not a
1: triple a title mind you right just, no, just no, no, no. no no no
0: no i know i know i know that but <laughs> i i treat them in certain levels of um you know detail uh but Neotoki, The only originality it's giving me is that it's neopunk, and that um, it's harping back you know, on this like I, I hear that cyber used a Japanese lot. type thing. I hear that thing.
2: used a lot, and neopunk maybe because it's right. I, I don't really think it is because, well, of course it's right, but I, I'm saying it doesn't really encapsulate the type of genre it is because <laughs> dystopia is called neopunk, and they're completely two different styles. This is more of a counterterrorism operative-based sort of futuristic Ghost in the Shell slash Matrix, Kick-Ass, Ballerina of Death, whereas Dystopia is just kind of robots, shotguns. Oh, and by the way, you can hack. It's two different things. But Neo-Tokyo, and keep in so mind... that said, I know why. I, I haven't actually played Neo-Tokyo, and Sorry. I'm kind of just making this up as I'm going along because this is the most anticipated in my yeah, scene. Yeah, so you haven't actually played it to But I'm hoping that, with my enthusiasm, the <laughs> team's going to be like, man, that no PK guy... He's pretty cool. We should give him uh, an invite to the beta. So, if you guys uh, listening. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing here. Um,
1: just, hey, yeah, brother, I yeah. can hook you up. I can hook you I up. Promise I won't. I won't. But I'm not going to. On the front
2: row, <laughs> play it Half Life and let everyone else play it if it's really good. But if you know, if you if you trust me, <laughs> I'm here. You know, I really would like to play it. This video teaser is really gummy. kind of.
1: Dude, you wouldn't even be able to post it. That's what I'm telling you right now. Yeah, they're pretty... It's pretty... a cool Steam ID based. I'm sorry, but you're not going to be able to do that. Is it? Yeah, they have yeah. no. a pile of then,
2: Hey, even better. Give me the beta. <laughs> do it. But, okay, with all this said,
0: I think why Neo Tokyo lost Player's Choice is because they don't do enough PR. They don't let enough people know about their mod. They're kind of, which is fine. They kind of sit behind the scenes in the back end, working on their mod, and that's one way of mod development. Whereas um, Dead Before Dawn got a lot of PR recently because they've been showing off a lot of their screenshots. So that's what it's all about, in my
2: opinion. And I'm sorry, Dave,
0: if I say this.
1: Uh, I wouldn't really Uh, say that. I don't agree because
2: look at Firearms Source, right? They release updates about fucking the the developers' cat. It's they just do not stop. Whereas Neo Tokyo, they release based on stuff that matters, and they release high-quality stuff. The the graphics and the, the way they present themselves is, honestly, I think two or three times better than most of the AAA titles that get released out there. I mean, honestly, the presentation here is better than some of the stuff EA does. Oh, yeah, In and I respect, totally agree with you. Hell out of them
0: when that. their trailer came out, we were just like, you know... Praising it for everything it was worth because it was one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my life for Half Life Two, because it was so well done and so visually appealing. But like, Monkey
1: Monkey's just amazing, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: That's the editor, by the way, <laughs> just for everyone at playing at home. <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't
0: I didn't know. even know
2: you could do that with the engine.
0: The idea, the the thing is, though, Dead Before Dawn just got the vote from the players, and um, I think it was. I think what these awards come down to, player choice, comes down to PR and how much you can make your money? William,
1: know. I'm going to have to stop you there for one second, <laughs> mate. Um, Dead Before Dawn is based on an IP that is well-known. It's got zombies. It's based on a game that's just recently released in the arse end of this year. Last year, sorry. <clears throat> Last year, sorry. And people played it, and they're just like, holy crap, I can play the Georgie e. Romano movie yeah. on, on Left 4 Dead. Why the hell not? I'm going to vote for it. That's what it comes down to. It's not so much PR. It's so much, it's just people finding it on the internet by looking for the topic zombies or Georgie Romano. (laughs) You know, adding those two things into a line, will add that into a Google search, and then people will hit on it and go, wow, that's amazing. I'm going to vote for that because I can.
0: But but what I'm saying is that that's their positive for making a mod that would is appealing to our generation right now you know zombies and george Ramon, george romero um just by them saying that then they should deserve the award uh, a, a mod like neo tokyo where they're relying on like neopunk and anime style which was which isn't as popular right now as the whole zombie thing because left for dead you know if dead before dawn is taking advantage of the whole thing that zombies are popular right now then that's why they got the amount of votes they did because they're just exploiting the industry, which is perfectly fine. People exploit the industry all the time.
1: Well,
2: but that's not respectable. Neo Tokyo has been at this for, I think, uh, it's been a long time, I think. I remember looking at this a while ago. Can I just stop you for here. a sec?
1: Um, Will, there was no exploiting. They just kind of made it and people voted. They didn't. The thing is, though, the only exploitation that's going on here is. Uh, Left for mods, left for dead mods, or left for mods.com, whatever it's called. They're actually supporting this and they're saying this whole website is based on this, this, uh, you know, campaign or movie or whatever you want to call it. And, um, what they did, they added it to ModDB. People from that went to left for mods.com, left for dead mods, whatever it's called, came from that site. And because it was linked onto that side, they voted for it. And the only reason that that happened was because it was placed on the Steam forum. So there was no, there was no like, hey, let's make a zombie mod and you know clean up at the mod DB awards because you know it's it's not like that, man. Well, no, it's just no, no, I know, I know. Right place, right time, and you know the right amount of audience. That's that's basically and That's what, what I'm what saying. Was. Not the
2: right amount of audience. The the dumb audience. Idiot audience The ones who don't
3: know What they're talking about Oh there goes Our last well, listener the knuckles
1: <laughs> Well Emmanuel The way that the votes work Is that they're member votes That are counted more And they are counted first The only time we ever really You know Focus On anything else Is when there's like A clear tie Or something along those lines That's That's when we rely on The non-member votes Because the member votes Are more important To the site Because you know They're the ones That know this shit so, um, having said in that... Six
2: months, in six months, when it comes out and it blows everyone away, everyone's going to go, you know what? That NOPK guy, he knew what was up. Mm. The thing is... And you're all going to revel at me.
1: The, the Dead Before Dawn, though, the SDK isn't even released. So, there's been a lot of uproar mm, yeah. on the site saying that, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, then they shouldn't be winning. They shouldn't have won this. The thing is, they did win because they got the votes also because it is upcoming we can only view what has been released so far and having said that a lot of people have looked at the trailers and said you know what i think that looks great i'm gonna vote for it and uh the thing is once it is released you can probably expect to see a lot of work done and there's a lot of people saying that this isn't a mod it shouldn't even be in the up- in this mod category it is a mod because the sdk isn't released yet and then. An- sure as soon as it is released it will become a mod officially and I think people are just you know grasping at straws because their favorite didn't win and I'm just kind of disappointed in the community and the comments that was on that profile mainly because I expected more maturity out of a lot of the members that are on the site (laughs) so that's what I'm saying
2: you you realize that this is is Half-Life and and Counter-Strike and the internet
1: well, the thing is, the ModDB site prides itself on having a very mature community made up with of very mature developers. And a lot of the cases, you know, a lot of what these people are saying is 100% correct. And these guys are, a lot of the members on the site are professional developers as well. Mm-hmm. So seeing members react in such a way that they're basically flaming the absolute poop out of Dead Before Dawn just because it isn't an official mod yet because the SDK, the official SDK, hasn't been released yet. Is this bullshit? I'm sorry. I'm calling that right now.
2: You know, I I have to to say I'm actually kind of happy because a few months ago, William, Philip, and uh, I and a few others were talking about how the mod community seems to be kind of dying off, but not dying off, but becoming apathetic. And if something like this was enough to rouse that much hate and passion about just some mods that weren't even released yet, I think that's a good thing.
1: Well, for sure, there's passion. Um, I guess it is a good thing, but I just don't want to see those types of comments towards an equal right member on the site making an equal right mod. You know, that's what it's about. It's about, hey, I made a map pack for Portal, but I put it into an SDK and then released it as an actual mod. Therefore, it is a mod. Whereas, hey, I'm making a campaign and movie pack left for dead the sdk isn't out yet but i'm going to put it up there as a mod because as soon as it is released it is going to be a mod but people are like saying you know that's shit that's bullshit that's wrong i i want to recount
2: well, <laughs> Come on, it's it's your site so
1: yeah the only thing i'm saying is i i support
0: both mods i think both mods are really incredible and i hope nobody got the wrong impression for what i was saying neo tokyo is incredible it's I loved it. Uh, It's just not my type of gameplay style. And Dead Before Dawn is also awesome. I haven't played it, but the screenshots look awesome, and I think it's harping on an awesome idea that wasn't implemented in Left 4 Dead that a lot of people wanted. But what it basically barrels down to is not our opinions on these mods. This doesn't matter about player's choice. It matters about the numbers. And if the players say they want Left 4 Dead uh, dead before dawn more than they want neo tokyo well that just settles it there's no argument about it that means more people are going to play dead before dawn than neo tokyo that's all i'm saying it's all about the players not about us not about what we have to say
1: Woo. go william no. another patriotic speech
0: no <laughs> i don't, mm. That's all I'm trying to say But anyway nope. we'll move on
1: Emmanuel does not agree It's, it's okay I do not everybody's, agree
0: Everybody's entitled to their own opinion but... I think I
2: think people <laughs> are so caught up in the zombie thing right now That they, they can't that, that they're overlooking something awesome Dude, and, zombies uh, have
1: been around for like a gazillion years. Yeah, now. They're really. They're not going away anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, but
2: it's been huge ever since the Left for Dead thing. I mean, ever ever since it was announced, you had Zombie Panic Source and what was it, the other zombie? Zombie Panic thing. Source has
1: been out for a while now, and I uh, know, but
2: I'm saying it's been. They Hunger is probably the only one of them that I actually thought did it just because they wanted to, whereas the rest just seemed to kind of follow suit because it was popular. Zombie zombies. Panic was
1: actually released before. <laughs> I know, I know. And it was actually re-
2: I, I'm actually thinking it was released before Left 4 Dead was actually even announced, but the point is, I think it was harping on, on something else. Zombie Panic
1: was first released on Half-Life called Zombie Panic x Mark. Check it on my DB. It's actually there. You can play it and download it. Zombie Panic Source is a remake that was released... I think at the start of last year. Yeah, well, don't something get me wrong. It's a good like game, that.
2: but it it felt like more of a survival of the game than it was a zombie game, and it just seemed like they were just throwing the zombie thing in.
0: Okay.
1: No, it would work the same if they threw robots in. But then again, <laughs> exactly. you don't turn into a robot when you die.
2: <laughs> you don't turn into a zombie either, but,
1: you know. well, oh, I'm not going to get into <laughs> that with you because... it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter.
2: <laughs>
1: the point is, Neo Emanuel Tokyo should have won. And,
2: uh, and I hope hey, that. Hey, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, did you vote
1: for Neo Tokyo? Yes. Did you vote for Dead Before Dawn? No. There you go. And you did as you much as you could best. done, but, um,. See, that's, that's the thing. You, you could have rallied everyone to vote for it. You could have done a lot of more I'll things. i up but... when
2: they let me into the beta
0: testing. <laughs> 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 He's just trying to get into the beta testing. Anyway, See, we I gotta...
1: voted for you. You have to let me play it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got to yeah, move on. We got to move on. I hate to cut this short, but we got to move on to the Team Fortress 2 update. What do you mean cut short? That was long. Because the update is out.
2: <laughs> they, gave them, they gave the scout a bat. Uh, an energy drink and something else. All right, done. Let's go. Get...
1: Dude, I tell you Don't what die. though, the achievements on that update—they are the most difficult achievements they've released yet. I would have to say. I haven't even played Honest the new. I
0: haven't even played the new scout so... update. So, has anybody played it here?
1: Yeah, I have.
0: How do you like it? I'm so done with it.
1: I like it, but um, they—I think they're grasping at straws for what they can update as weapons. I mean, an energy drink. I mean, I think as soon as they release the sandwich. You know, people are just kind of going, hey, we can add food for weapons replacements? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it seems a little slack to me.
2: Same. I I think that they're obviously the community wants achievements, but I think the time and effort they're spending on it could be better spent finishing Half-Life Episode 3 or doing something productive. I just don't... I mean, don't get me wrong. I love TF2 hey, man, and I love the fact well, that been I They're making to a
1: ton it, of money just because yeah. of these updates. Yeah, they are. So I know. I'm, I'm did you guys...
2: Saying. Actually, forget the TF2 update. Let's talk about the keynote um, Gabe ta- uh, gave. We did that last week. Bum, okay. bum. <laughs>
0: So if anybody wants to hear about the keynote, <laughs> tune in last week. <laughs> Sorry, Manuel.
2: Yeah, go listen to last week's podcast.
1: <laughs> what did you guys say about
2: it? Did I miss anything?
0: Oh, we just talked about... Go
1: listen to last week's podcast. No, <laughs>
0: We basically talked about uh, everything that he said, ex- and then emphasized the fact that he mentioned nothing you, about episode three.
2: Did you discuss the the fact that they hired a, sci- a psychiatric uh, analyst, anal rapist or something, what are they called? They hired someone who...
1: Clowns? Who
2: no, they there's someone who someone who monitors or studies the human reward system or something. A psychologist. They hired <laughs> one so that way they could find better ways to give rewards for buying games. And did you hear about how uh, for every 25 games they sell, they're thinking about giving one away for free? So it's going to encourage people to buy more of their games or something like that?
1: So if I buy 24 of their games, I get one for free. There you go. Right, yes. every 25
2: 24, games 24 that are sold. No, no, no. <laughs> Not not to the person. Yeah. Every twenty five games that they sell, one person will randomly get a free game. So it just randomly gives it out. So it encourages people to go buy the game because you never know you might get it for free or you might get another one for free.
1: <laughs> and then uh, and then your Steam account gets hacked, and then you lose all passwords and whatnot. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, not fun to go through. I
1: remember I remember when uh, Valve gave me uh, Far Cry Two. That was totally awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I wouldn't call that a gift, but sure.
1: Yeah, uh, We're going to skip over the Portal so.
2: releases.
0: If you really care much about the Portal releases, they'll be on the show notes. Um, I'll just list the names here. One is uh, Spigot 37. And in order to play Spigot 37 Street Level, you need to play the uh, Security Checkpoint one, which comes earlier. Um, they're kind of like one and the same. You just kind of add it to the same folder. And then the other one's Portal Fun. The images are down right now, but uh, you can check it out. I haven't played them. So that's Portal releases. And... Uh, Left 4 Dead releases, we're just going to blitz through this again because uh, Nick and I didn't get to play Left 4 Dead all this much this week. And uh, Basement Beta is out. Uh, It looks pretty cool. A lot of really cool screenshots. uh, And that's all I can really say about that. Uh, And interrupt me, guys, if you've played these maps, by all means. Um, But anyway, Another Town looks pretty sweet, too. This is from uh, left4deadmaps.com. It's getting a 4.15 player rating right now, and it's out of 5. Uh, it looks pretty nice. It has some pretty good architecture. And uh, I don't see anything wrong with the screenshots. So maybe check that one out. Um, Blood Hospital. It looks really unfinished. Maybe. That sounds
1: like a hospital with a cornfield in it.
0: <laughs> that'd be cool. Somebody should make a Blood Harvest <laughs> Hospital map. I think that'd be cool. But uh, this map doesn't look as good as the others. I'm just looking at the most prominent screenshot where there's the the escalators. It looks like very unfinished. Not a lot of attention to detail there. But, uh, you know, it's all about gameplay with Left 4 Dead, I guess. So there's that. There's another one called City Naniwa. 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 If you're going Japanese. Naniwa? Naniwa. And uh, they got oh. a really cool poster there it's japanese it's pretty sweet um but yeah this one looks cool i guess they might be trying to recreate a city or naniwa tower i don't know what that is but naniwa yeah i don't know maybe you can wikipedia naniwa <laughs> and then the last one is brain for dead and blast your way through the suburbs at night and lead yourself to victory in this campaign called brain for dead um pretty cool cool screenshots so those are the uh, left for dead releases this week so cool. Left 4 Dead. Yippee. <laughs> Sweet.
2: Yep. Shooting zombies in the face. Over and over and over and over.
0: That's okay, though. Always fun. Last night, uh, last night we I, I actually introduced somebody to Left 4 Dead. That's always fun to do. I like playing with somebody new. And seeing their impressions. I
1: remember when Left 4 Dead was released. It was awesome. But then, like... What is it? Six hours later, you kind of get the gist of it. And you're just like... Next. Yeah, there's nothing really. I that took that it. I took it
2: the way I think they intended it. It was. It was more of a an hourly thing. I would take it in doses of hour increments, and I would only play with friends. I would never play solo. So and you only play after a,
1: eating food.
2: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> as silly as it sounds. I, I mean, I would only play. Actually, I've never actually hit play continues. campaign. I've I've always been invited. I've never actually joined a game. So that's how I've played it And I haven't gotten bored of it yet
1: i tell you what though You have to play it with friends You can't play oh, yeah. it with randoms No Randoms suck I'm sorry if you're a random out there You <laughs> suck
0: <laughs> Yeah it's annoying as all hell So that game is not supposed to be made For people who do not have friends So if you don't have friends You should just uninstall Left 4 Dead It's <laughs> all i are you my friend? I'm your friend I'm, I think I'm on your Sweet. friend list I'll play Dude, Left 4 Dead we should
1: totally play Left 4 Dead <laughs> Awesome
0: totally go Go on our own yeah you know recommendation nick too nick can come nick loves left for dead (laughs) he absolutely enjoys it okay releases for this week Nick, nick loves everything nick does love everything He's got down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, releases Ouch. this week. Nova Prospect Under Attack. Um, this is not new this week, but Planet Philip put it up on his site, and now he has an installer and stuff, um, because it's a Russian mod translated to English uh, by the Detroit team, or the Detroit mod team. If anybody follows the Russian scene, the Detroit mod team is probably one of the biggest Russian mod scenes in uh, the Russian mod scene. Uh, but they make a whole bunch of mods, including this one. And Philip actually gave it a 4 out of 5, and I do not agree with that at all. This mod is absolutely shit. Um,
1: first off, it's what is his judging criteria, by the way?
0: I think he just judges it based on, uh, you know, how much he enjoyed playing it, is what he Okay,
1: hoped. that's that's pretty simple judging. Yeah. I can agree with that. And that's what yeah. a
2: lot of people do yeah. on the site.
0: But I didn't have fun playing this. I
2: hate to keep attacking. I hate to keep attacking credibility, but he didn't like Left 4 Dead, so...
1: Well, I know, but he didn't yes. like Left 4 Dead. Then because... again, he didn't like Curse because it was Egyptian. So.
0: <laughs> and he didn't really understand Curse, which was probably his biggest downfall. His biggest downfall.
1: Yeah, I had, I had a, a big lull at that um, podcast. That was, a fun, that was quite funny. That was a fun podcast. Yeah.
0: But uh, Nova Prospect Under Attack, I do not see his reasoning between... I mean, he wrote it out, and he said putting aside the file size of Ramon and all this stuff, but he ne- he didn't mention any of the bad parts of this mod, and I wish you know, I could have some conversation with him about this because I didn't approach him but this does not deserve a 4 out of 5 this deserves like a 0 out of 5 this is probably one of the worst Russian mods I've ever played maybe not one of the worst mods but worst Russian mods I've ever played definitely
2: what was that one Russian mod where you played that um, soldier and you had that face mask thing you could pull down oh Paranoia was gold that safe. was
3: terrible what was, what was it called was that? Paranoia. paranoia that was like paranoia. the shit oh, man that was
2: baller that game was out of control I loved it yeah. it was awful you like you didn't oh. like it? No. Why not?
1: I'm getting it my lynching rope right now, Thomas. <laughs> it you was got actually, you know, you I can, a head start I can Run definitely it,
2: I can definitely understand why you didn't like it. It's not a fence game. You either love it or hate it. But I liked how slow it was and this, kind of how strategic it was. Keep in mind, I've read Rainbow Six, so I love the slow-paced counter-terrorist stop crap. So for me, it was you great found fun, it I'm slow. Sure, for you. It was
1: like pulling air. Wow, we have different play styles. Yeah, which uh, is fun. you
3: can I. I I reviewed that for Planet Half-Life, It's pro- the review is probably still up there. My biggest problem was is that, out of all the hype it got, the story was so stock and full plot holes, I just couldn't play it and yeah. enjoy it.
2: Yeah, that's true. But you you, you really don't tend to rely on sp- plots after a while with Half-Life games, I at least I don't.
0: Yeah, but don't with, come with come single player you the have to. Game. For single player, you have to rely. No. that's what
2: it drives on.
0: I mean, we've had this—you've had this argument with
2: Philip before, but you have to. Never have I, never have I felt entranced by a single player's plotline. I mean, the only game that came close was Poke Six Four Six, and it was only because it didn't take itself too seriously. Hmm. There's never been a mod that actually pulled me in.
1: Um, never. Emmanuel, I'm gonna agree with that because I played the original Half-Life 2. I just kind of like walked through it. And you know, yeah, I didn't know what lo- was going on And I was just like, eh, yeah, shoot some stuff Even That's in cool. Half-Life,
2: it was just kind of, sort of Oh, cool, boxes
0: Well, I have to agree with that, definitely I was not impressed with Half-Life 2 Storyline at all um, Episode what? 2 I, I like Half-Life 1's storyline a lot better I didn't like Half-Life Two storyline yeah. yeah. no, I didn't feel entranced It's the other way
2: around, I hated Half-Life 1 But really? I liked Half-Life cool. 2 yeah.
0: I liked the amount of mystery in Half-Life 1
2: well, here's a here's a question. Do either of you like to read? I have all, yep. hey, honestly, God, read a book a week. I have all of Mark yeah. Laidlaw's books. I shit you not, they're
0: Dude, on I my used shelf. should
1: work in a library. That Sanson. Huh.
2: And for those who don't know, Well, maybe I guess well-read and intelligent individuals like good stories oh, and probably like oh, Half-Life One, whereas oh, people oh, like oh, me just like the fact that Alex followed you around and thought Half-Life Two was a great. <laughs>
1: <game>. <laughs> Dude, you should. If you if you like to read, I'm going to say this right now. Pick up something by Wilbur Smith.
2: Yeah. I don't like the name Wilbur, so no.
1: <laughs> See? See? And that's why you like Half-Life 2. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> okay, moving on yeah, to the next that's thing. That's why I think Tom Clance is a great author. Well, no, I don't think so.
0: But anyway, um, Hard Escape. Uh, it's for Half-Life 2. And then Philip gave this one a 3 out of 5. So I don't really understand because I had a lot of fun playing this.
1: Um, See, wait, wait, wait. Before you, before you you know go what? Is is this like Hard Escape? I, by sorry, any chance? I,
2: no. no. I know exactly no. why he gave it a 3 out of 5. And he gave that other one a 4 out of 5. Why is that? Because <laughs> he's a dumbass. Well, but besides that, <laughs> it's because it. It, fails, it feels very... Um, he's not a dumbass. Not... No, I'm kidding. It, he, but the, the mod feels... I was thinking about it when I was playing. It doesn't feel... It, it feels like it's one of his first or second times making a mod. It didn't feel like his fourth or fifth You know, well-established attempts. It felt new, novice in a way. But because it was novice, it wasn't... Stereotypical. It, it, there was a different approach in the way he made the levels, and I really liked that. It wasn't. Ver- it didn't look very good, but I really liked the way the layout was, and I yeah. actually had a lot of fun that's with how because I it was kind of.
0: That's how I felt. I'm glad you addressed that, but
2: anyway. Yeah, and that's why he gave it a three out of five because he thought, "Oh, this doesn't look cool, uh, and I can't kill that guy." So, because uh. there was a few times when you're not supposed to kill the the monsters, and I guess that irks him or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, um, those are the two releases from Planet Field. Next is uh, Eternal Silence 3.3 is live. Um, I haven't played this.
2: I,
1: I, Ooh, really? Great mod. Mm-hmm.
2: Great mod. Definitely definitely would like to check it out as soon as I get the chance. Well, I haven't
1: You've I've never played, played Eternal Philes? No, I've
2: played Eternal Silence. I haven't played 3.3. So,
0: yeah. yeah, same. I don't know about okay, all cool. the fixes and stuff. I mean, it is a great mod, definitely. Um, but I'm just letting people know that 3.3 3 is out, even though it's Steamworks, so they probably already have the update anyway. Um... Next on the list is Dead and they released a quick little demo of their mod. Um, this is kind of like harping back to um, uh, Blue Shift, where you play as some sort of security guardish character. Um, the beta is pretty cool. It's just really, really short. It gives you an idea of what they're mapping. So check it out. I noticed it wasn't on the mod DB front page, so it might have slipped under people's radars, um, but. You should check it out. and Go to downloads on the on their profile page. Uh, download it hmm. and play through. It. Let me
1: have a look at the news.
2: What's that? Can I can I just address something, real quick, if you don't mind? Okay. Go ahead. Thomas, why what don't you like about Eternal Silence? I mean, I can see what you don't like about Eternal Silence, but why did it bore you?
3: Um. Well, when when the only, the first exposure I had was when uh, Chief, you know. Our boss from PHL said, I need to review this mod and there was, there was no one playing on these servers. So we went in to populate a server. And I know this was one of the problems and why I didn't like it. Because I know everyone says, oh, you need to play with like 32 people or yeah. as much as you possibly can. But it's so hard to find a large server like that. I just got bored and just going in between the ships and shooting things. It was yeah, like, really okay, not then. my, I, not my saying, bag. That's how a lot like, of cool. like, I under I had... Thomas well, can I you ask
1: why you even did a review if you can't play the game to it's like No, full potential? I did I, didn't. I
2: did the review for it. He wait, did you were you reviewing a later version of it?
3: No, I wasn't reviewing it at all. I was dragged in so John could review it.
2: Yeah, I was the one who reviewed it and I gave it a good a good uh, review. It's and I actually had the chance of and it was just my first time playing. I had a the chance of getting into a good server and it was it was not it wasn't that populated. It was about 20 people, but it's the only mod out there that gives you the same experience as natural selection in terms of teamwork, and I'm going to stand by that. Not even RNL or anything else can do it. And it's only maybe 15% of the time, but when you got your, yourself with four or five other people on the enemy ship and you're actually trying to take the few points, it's it's pretty epic. It's uh, nothing. Comes oh, I close would to totally agree. NS. You mean
1: nothing would, comes close to it on the Half-Life 2 engine?
2: Well, the Half-Life 2 engine is the only engine. Yep. We speak of. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
1: well. I guess. Because so. Far
2: Cry 2 is garbage, and Crisis can't run on anything besides NASA an grade computer so.
1: I'm talking about something else, but I won't bring it up because it's Half Life 2 podcast he's talking about. Yeah, no,
2: no, no.
0: Go ahead. No, Enlighten me. What is it? About the Battlefield 2 mod? Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Project yeah, Reality. 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 Which I agree, mm-hmm. that is the best quad co- cooperative. Why play was Battlefield oriented. 2
2: demo mod way ever. more fun than the actual game?
0: I don't like
1: Battlefield 2. Because too. everyone likes to play a free game.
0: I don't like Battlefield 2. Yeah. I, like, um, I like Project Reality. I love Project Reality to death. But like I said, we're not going to do You know, I have it. Battlefield 2. I should try it out. Yeah, you should. Project Reality.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And actually, Nick, Nick messaged definitely. me. I love Empires. I think Empires is a great team uh, building skill. But yeah. unfortunately, the community at Empires <laughs> is a little bit shit. And I know, oh, Dave, God. you know all about
1: that. Headshot master. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs>
2: um yeah anyway, so Alright, Th- Thomas Thomas just brought up a good point, so can we go on a golden source?
0: Well hold on, we're going in. Yeah, order. we can all
2: argue about that next.
0: We're going in order. Yeah. We're going in order. Anyway, Dead Shift. Check it out. Um next on our list is Age of Chivalry, and they released um <sighs> their release candidate one. Age oh, no, it's a good mod. It's a good mod. No, it is a good mod, okay. but I'm just saying we you guys talked about it in the last. Part I know. I'm just I'm just letting people know that because the content <coughs> release wasn't out, um, or the release candidate one wasn't out when we were doing the interview, and uh, now it's out. So check it out because it's you need. You to You know, help. I have
2: to say for I don't know who the guy was who was talking last week, but what modest and nice fellows they are. I know. Steven. They weren't the least bit. They weren't the least bit braggart that the fact that they actually did a, a melee system that. Gabe Newell himself couldn't do. They were just completely cool about it. I think that's pretty Tiberius
0: nice. Bain. That's who we were interviewing. Yeah. Very, gu- very nice Mostly guy. British. Very nice guy. No, I think he's from Canada. Yeah. No. Anyway, okay. GoldenEye source. tell us what you want to talk about with the 3.1 patch. Because we've already talked to shit about this game. I love Goldeneye.
2: Video games. That's what I want to say about that.
1: Yeah? Why?
2: Video games. It's just, it's the essence of fun. It's simple, stupid, and I love it. Yeah. I remember playing the older versions and having a good time. Have you time. guys
1: talked about the uh, the problems with the servers yet? No. What's, what's the
2: problems with the servers?
1: Okay, well, I went in to play it, and, uh, you know, every freaking server was running random weapons license to kill automatics with paintball. Really? Now, I didn't there find n- that. There is nothing fun about getting a golden gun no. on a license to kill server with paintball. There is nothing fun about that. Walking around a corner and getting shot in the head by a PP7 from about seven hundred yards away. There is nothing fun about that. No. And um, hopefully they will fix that so that there's more stringent server settings that need to be applied in order to have a server. What we did because mention, personally.
0: Sorry. What we did mention was that when I first played Goldeneye when uh, the beta was out, um, I actually entered one of those servers that was like licensed to kill and one shot kill everything, and I thought that's what the game was about by not Mm -hmm. reading the host name i mean ignorant gamer but that's what a lot of people are gonna think because it wasn't fun you are totally right but then i got in a good server uh, with normal gameplay rules and it was just fun and then it's kind of stemmed to another conversation that we started having is that i think they should implement a way for the servers to be able to rotate game modes so it's just not sitting on one game mode such as license to kill like maybe it'll play normal for six maps and then uh, license to kill and then
1: I think we talked about this on my show as well, William, too, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. So let's not cover it again.
0: Right. But uh, 3.1 patch is coming out, and uh, they're going to fix a whole bunch of stuff, so keep your eye out on that. I don't think it's already out yet. No. I don't think so. No. Um, but just keep your eye out, and that's what I wanted to bring up about GoldenEye Source. And next up on the list is Visitors, and I know, Thomas, you were playing a little bit of this, correct? Yes. And so was I. Did anybody else get to play Visitors for Steam?
2: Do you want to hear why I didn't play it, or do you want me to just not talk? Well,
0: at the end, hold on a sec, I just want to talk a little bit about the mod. I don't think, I don't know if this is a new mod or not, and I couldn't find a way to confirm this, but it's new on ModDB, and they just released um, their Steam installation, so maybe it's an older mod that now works on Steam, is that correct?
3: I swear I've played this mod before. Really? I was playing it last, yeah, I was playing it last night, and I'm like, wow, this is really familiar. I loved
0: it though. So. I loved the idea of uh, being a visitor to Black Mesa and just walking through. For those who don't know, this is a Half Life One single player mod, and I'm in love with Half Life One single player mods. Not because, not because of the visuals or anything, because it's gotten beyond that. Whereas Half Life Two mods depend themselves. Uh, you know, like what Dave was saying. Uh, right now, the issue with Half Life Two is that it looks like Half Half Life Two mods is that it looks like Half Life Two and everything looks the same um half-life one has kind of gone beyond that in that everybody can make a good map pretty much now um it's a matter of gameplay elements and visitors it's
1: mostly because as soon as you download or look at a mod you, you realize that the engine graphics are going to be outdated, so they don't have to rely on right. making high-quality models and they can work on something else. Right, and, and, and Visitors yeah, exactly really what you're saying.
0: concentrates itself on the puzzle-building skills, where um, you, know, you have a lot of backtracking a little bit through areas that you've already seen and uh, contemplating amongst the puzzles to get ahead in the game. I mean, there is fighting, but uh, it's puzzle-oriented too, and I love seeing something like that in Half-Life 1 because the engine isn't that complex to make a lot of puzzles, so when I do see puzzles, I get really excited. But, uh, I'm actually stuck in Visitors, and I don't think you got as far as me, Thomas, so
1: I don't know. Uh, know How far did you get?
0: I got to a part where, um... Spoilers. Well, okay, yeah, spoilers. Um, it's kind of like some, uh, freezer room, and there's a whole bunch of doors that you have to trigger to get opened, and you're pushing these barrels out, and I know I have to get a barrel on a broken wire, um, but, uh, I don't know how to get the barrel there to open the door and everything. If somebody's played it, maybe they can email me and let me know, because I am officially stuck, and I can't cheat your way around it, right? Because I gotta get the barrel there, and I gotta get some stuff. Anyway, I can't, like, no clip through it, or else that'll ruin it for me. Um, but Thomas, what would you think, before we go to manual?
3: Um, it was alright. Like, I can't say that it was anything super special or anything that was groundbreaking, but... At the same time, nothing jumped out at me as being terrible. Although, one place um, that you can access that will instantly kill you, and I don't understand why, is at the very beginning, you see a whole bunch of Vortigaunts teleport into a cafeteria. Yeah. And after you get the crowbar, one of the windows to that cafeteria is broken. So I thought that I was supposed to jump down there and kill the Vortigaunts with the crowbar. No. As soon as I do that, I get a black screen. I can't see anything. I've clearly survived the fall, and then it uh, reloads from the last uh, quicksave point. And I'm like, "Well, why did it do that? Why can't I go down there and kill the vortigons <laughs> with my crowbar?" Oh well, that,
0: that's just, that was that's my just the developer's little... choice of directing you another way.
1: Really? Yes. Yeah. like so why... saying, "Hey, if you want to go here, you're gonna die." Yeah. Woohoo.
0: Yeah, it's kind like like, of like clearly deal it's Kind of like what what game uh, other games do that too. Um where they just fade out the screen saying like you're totally going in the wrong direction, this isn't the way to go. So
3: Well then why should I be able to access it in the first place?
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe they just omitted it or forgot about it. Common. Yeah, it's mistake, like one of those know? things
3: they could have they could have done a lot more other than like, oh yeah, there's no way you would totally it's like saying, You are not skilled enough to defeat three vortigaunts with a cobar and I'm like, I wanna try, bitch. <laughs>
0: So is that is that your main gripe with it, other than that you really you enjoyed it moderately?
3: Yeah, and like if that's the only gripe I have with it, then it's you know, it's heading, it's good, you know, like yeah. play it. But
0: that I really was really it. frustrating. I, I'm I'm very much enjoying it. I suggest it to everybody out there who's listening to the podcast. Now, Emmanuel, why didn't you decide to play it? It didn't even get <sighs> into your bandwidth.
2: No, I downloaded oh. it and then I installed it. And then I started to play it, oh, really? okay. and I was really happy with it at first, yeah, because it did that thing where it kind of doesn't just throw you into the fighting, it actually try and immerses you in the pseudo-story of it. Oh, you're going to complain then, about the tram. <clears throat> yeah, then oh they put me on God. the tram. <laughs> and uh, not only did they put me on the tram, but they put me on the tram and then loaded me three fucking times with three different maps on one tram.
1: Dude, Half-Life 1 intro, come on. Yeah, but you know Emmanuel know? hates it. I already did
2: it 1,550 billion, trillion times on 18 different thousand fucking I think mods. I don't want to do it again. I think it's legit. Ever, so I threw my hard drive out of the window. I think
0: it's legit in this mod, because this mod is about Black Mesa. You're you're coming to visit Black Mesa, and Black Mesa is very structured on the tram system. I mean, they emphasize that in Blue Shift so much that, you know, you have to get around with tram, because it's such a big complex so it's fine that you're on a tram, in my Until opinion.
1: William nope. knocks it out the park. <laughs> go, brother. If, if a tram
2: tram's going to take 15 minutes... If, all right, if a tram is, a tram session is going to take less than... No, more than two minutes for me to finish, there should be a cut the bullshit button on my keyboard so I can skip the
1: tram. Oh, what about if there's like a little text pop-up that says, dude, go make yourself a sandwich. This is going to take a while. <laughs> Would you prefer something like that?
2: Because it's no, I think a manual. It's
1: all part of the experience that someone develops, man. You're gonna take any, it as any that. Any mod,
2: so. any mod that forces you to walk away from your computer and make a sandwich, besides. Uh,
1: well they're um, not forcing Halfquake
2: you. Halfquake, Halfquake. <laughs> you're not forcing Is you. a bad mod.
1: See, the thing is, I I totally disagree with where you're coming from, man. If a if a person wants to, the, the, I can I can probably guarantee you the reason he did that was for nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you definitely. disagree with that William? I haven't played it. Um, no, it was for nostalgia but, uh, and it was
0: for harking. Just
1: listening to that is just like, hey, I've been here before. That's right. I was in these trains the last time I was in Black Mesa. When was that? Oh yeah, half life 1. <laughs> but nostalgia. I think Emmanuel's
0: just upset because everybody plays on that.
2: Everyone does it. And I don't think it's he's doing it for nostalgia. I think he's doing it because he has nothing better think he has no better idea to come up with he has no reason to be innovative so he does that
0: yeah but i think the whole mod is about nostalgia and that's, that's the it. problem and that's what i think you don't like because it's about it has to Every be about nostalgia you're life. visiting black mesa you're visiting a place that's already been introduced right, to you I
2: know, I know it's black mesa you don't have to throw me in the same tram <laughs> 15 times for another 14 minutes it's not fun it's really we're harping about something that doesn't really matter. The point is, I didn't play the mod simply because I felt gi- gypped. I felt cheated because so, I was on that tram
3: again. But Emmanuel, can I ask it's you stupid. a question? I shouldn't man. harp on it, but yeah. At the very beginning of the introduction, we see um, you know you kind of going through the the parkade to your car, right? Yeah. And like, and then after that sequence, that's when you get to the tram. Would you have been satisfied if it was just the intro involved the camera shaking down all those tunnels like it did. You're at the car and you are already where you're supposed to be.
2: Yeah, of course. I wouldn't rather not have to stand on the tram and then jump up and down like I have ADD, like everyone does.
3: Yeah. I do jump on the and tram. And <laughs> on that note, on that note, I would agree with you, Emmanuel, because I thought that that chunk of the intro was good enough. The the, the tram was nice, but I don't think it was, it was. really required.
2: And I know people are going to get angry with me for not playing the rest of the mod because of something stupid like this, but the best way I can put it is I will not enjoy the rest of the mod because of it. And that's just a pet peeve of mine. But think of it like this. If you walk into a restaurant and the first thing they do is punch you in the face, it doesn't matter how (laughs) big the food is. I'm sorry, that's that's
1: not that's not anywhere near what no, this is no,
2: for me it's being punched in the face that's how, that's how i see it as so uh, you're like not going to enjoy it. your food i don't care if emerald Ligazzi makes it you're going to think about being punched in the face and that's what happens when i play Dude, these mods. if that
1: guy's going to cook me food i'll let him punch me in the face. <laughs> there you well,
2: go he's the, the point is it, it it physically pains me to sit on that Goddamn the tram. Okay, well, think about it
1: from this perspective. Now, I'm going to use Doom 3 here. Has everyone played Doom 3?
2: Unfortunately. Yep.
1: Okay, now the very beginning. You you know this game is about the shit hitting the fans and you being scared out of your pants. So the intro is kind of like setting up for that whole entire thing. Granted, the intro is a long experience, but as soon as you get past the intro, you know there's no turning back. You know that... Every corridor is going to be filled with some mean, nasty bastard that's going to try to eat your face off. Now, the same thing happens with, with Half-Life. Granted that the intro is long, but it sets you up for that point in time when you go and you play that game. So it's kind of like putting you in the mode, putting you in the mood, setting you up for the game, regardless of like, you know, I didn't have the voiceovers and whatnot. You- like the voice lady talking? No,
2: but it had text. Yeah, it
1: had text. Put it like,
2: I'll put it like this. When when Valve sat down to do Half-Life 2, they didn't put you on a tram for 18 minutes again. They put you on a train for four and a half seconds and then put you in an immersive city deal thing. And that was reminiscent. I thought, hey, just like the tram. But I wasn't bored out of my mind I didn't want to punch myself in the testicles. It worked fine. Why can't mod developers do that? Why can't they be innovative for once instead of just throwing me on a goddamn train for Well eternity.
1: the other the other example I'll bring up is um <clears throat> Paranoia. They had an intro which was, you know, you walk around and you have to yeah. kind of do okay. certain things before you can yeah. get to the next but point. Guys, guys, guys,
3: guys can, I, can I stop you here because I don't think that the comparisons we're making are relevant. Simply because in Doom Three and Paranoia, you're going around actually doing things, you're not sitting yeah. on a train moving around. And I can understand that that would be kind of frustrating. Whereas in Paranoia and mm-hmm. Doom 3, you're actually going around collecting items, being immersed into the storyline far more effectively, I would argue, than...
1: Yes, but the same thing happened in Half-Life. You're on a train, and then you're walking around collecting stuff, and the same thing happened in Doom 3, you're on a plane of some sort, and then you go walk around and collect stuff. Yes, you know, the it's the exact like, same sort of thing.
3: The ship coming in was like a 20-second sequence, and then you're going around actually moving around playing the game. As opposed to on the train, yeah. all you can do is bunny hop around.
2: Yep, yeah. it's you're in, you're in a little cage of boredom and defeat. I hate it.
1: Well, you guys seem wish sour about playing mods, man. you like
2: <laughs> because. Listen. How? When did Half-Life One come out? 1990, Eight. 1998. Right? It's been 11 years, and these mod developers still do the same goddamn thing. And they know we hate it, but they still do it. They won't. I don't hate it. Change.
1: <laughs> it's, but it's based on. You do hate it. It's based you on blackness. I just <laughs> want to admit it. Listen. I am.
2: I am. I am eternally grateful to these to these kind people for making something and giving it to me for free. I really, I really appreciate it. But like I said, I, it's. Be innovative. Do something new. Freaking put me through an LSD trip or, I don't know, <laughs> let me bake a cake for 15 <laughs> minutes, but I don't want to sit on a f- tram staring at nothing and jumping up and down, thinking how boring this is. So, if anything, I'd rather just skip it.
0: I, if I had to agree with anything you're saying, Emmanuel, it would be that I think they should for people like you, maybe implement a way to skip tram sequences. There should be some sort of implementation okay. of that. So long as there's no or just story like an room. icon we'll put, like that says a,
1: "skip intro." Yes. Get into the shit right now. Yeah. Because. <clears throat> yeah. You're bored. Right.
2: Yeah, I have ADD. I I cannot play a game if I sit idle for more than four and a half milliseconds. <laughs> so. Oh, it's God. bad enough that. Yeah. So it's bad enough that I'm sitting in the tram. Let alone now, I know that I'm gonna have to go do this stupid foreplay of running around picking up documents and talking to scientists who have the same wave files from 1998
1: dude i, that, I hate to that's... meet your girlfriend <laughs> fuck <Yeah>. the foreplay <laughs> yeah.
2: it's not it's not fun honestly so it's 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 so frustrating and that i can't even enjoy the rest of the, the damn thing because i can't get through it. it just frustrates me mm-hmm. why would i do homework in a video game okay
0: all right, I think that's enough. But uh, we're, yeah. we we got, because I want to get this interview going. But first, got to go through Media Blitz real quick, real quick, I promise. Um, first on the Media Blitz is the curse and uh, talking about the worm demon. They actually have a lot of stuff talking about the worm demon um, on this. And it looks like he's making a lot of progress with the models and everything. So he's obviously not dropping the concept, which is awesome. Um, there's pictures of the worm floor and then the model. And there's a new model called the wizard which looks pretty badass and kind of creepy, and a new teaser trailer. And uh, they are obviously thinking... Which is
1: Grindhouse for the win. God damn, that trailer was awesome.
0: Yeah. So everything about this Media Blitz is badass, and you should watch, view, read all of it. Um, So that's that. Frag out. Um, another media blitz, uh, mainly once again about maps, um, because obviously Soulfather is working for the Fragout team with DuckSauce so there's some two maps that are out, um, one by Soulfather another one by Alt, you can take a look at those screenshots, Um, this is going to have a lot of maps, and uh, Complex is being worked on uh, as well, and he has a little screenshot of the Stopwatch Grenade um, which he actually posted on Podcast 17 first, by the way um There's little details about how the stopwatch grenade works. And then finally, uh, a closed beta gameplay video if you want to watch some people play some Out, And we've played Out. I have to admit. It is very fun. Uh, Not close of being done yet, but it's a cool concept where all you're doing is throwing explosive things at people. That's very, very fun. I liked it. Um, next on the media blitz is pirate Vikings and Knights two, and they are officially moving over to the orange box engine. Uh, 2.3 will be featuring a lot of really nice things from the orange box engine. And they got some screenshots of what they hope to, um, include, which is awesome. Uh, does the
1: pirate captain have an arrow in his forehead? The pirate captain, um, in the, in the, oh. uh, yeah, he media does blitz. have an arrow in his forehead. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's kind of cool
0: <laughs> with the facial animation. It's early animation lobotomy. <laughs> it's cool though. They're showing off a lot of things like the color correction, coin trails, Grail Vision. Uh, um, you know, obviously the shininess and the ripness and um, bloody weapons. Awesome! Pirates, Viking, Knights. Two point three is going to be badass because it's on Orange Box. So, and they'll be able to get a better melee system. Am I right in saying that Orange Box actually has? better melee than half-life
1: I think that's all in the code man yeah that's true too I think that's all up to what they design so. hmm.
0: alright and uh, lastly on the media blitz is firearm source and we've already talked mentioned firearm source before but they got some uh, they got a nice map up there and they got some really nice models and I'm not gonna get involved in the firearm <laughs> stuff and don't even bring it up in manual because it's not gonna happen um, I just want to say these screenshots and these models look pretty nice
2: <laughs> yeah Maybe if they stopped releasing them every 10 minutes, it would actually mean something.
0: (laughs) So anyway. Get back uh, to your cage. (laughs) That is our media (laughs) bridge. And next, uh, lastly actually on our agenda as we get, what, an hour and 14 minutes into this episode. um, We have Dave Henley from Arcadium. Wonderful. What's up? So... Um, It's good to be
1: on the show, guys. (laughs) I don't think I've been introduced to any of you guys yet. Oh, I don't think so. Anyway, go on.
0: (laughs) So, tell us what Arcadium is, first off, for people who don't know. Because I think this is under a lot of people's radar, to be honest.
1: Yeah, of course it is. It was released a very long time ago. Um, It is essentially a tech demo that I made in the Source Engine to see whether arcade games can be developed in the Source Engine which they kind of can. (laughs) So how
0: does it play out? Without too much work, I might add you. How does it play out? What can they expect?
1: Well, essentially what it is, is it's all randomized. Um, The enemies that uh, face you are just normal stock animation combine people, and you're just a... It's just all stock animations and stock models from the Source Engine, Um, mostly because I wanted to focus on the gameplay aspects and whatnot. And as I said earlier, this was a tech demo, so... Take it with a grain of salt. Um, Essentially what it was is just to see if I could get uh, the arcade game uh, Smash TV to work similar to how it did in the arcades on the Source Engine, which I kind of did. Uh, Smash TV, if you don't know, is a series of rooms followed by a boss and the power pickups that you get are random. They come every so often. You have to pick them up from boxes. Enemies come out from four doors in the room. And then they try to kill you by using melee and sometimes shooting. I couldn't get the shooting to work, but I got the melee to work mm-hmm. pretty good.
0: Yeah, I noticed I didn't run into enemy enemies that was act, that were actually shooting at me. It was all kind of close combat.
1: And I would mm. train them. And the, the reason for that is because... Um, uh, it would have taken a lot more work to slow down the projectiles from the enemies to make them avoidable, in a sense. Oh, I see. Because you can only get hit four times, I believe it was. I haven't touched it in a very long time. so Very
0: unforgiving, put it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even beat my own game. That's saying something.
0: So, I mean, the most prominent question, I'm sure everybody's thinking this right now, is that since it was released, what, March 31st, 2008 Mm -hmm. is development done on this or what's the status right now in terms of uh, what's going on on your site well
1: what actually happened um, I just wanted to see if it was technically feasible for me to create something like this Um, what actually happened was um, I did it with with the help of a coder called H. Bomb. he's probably changed his name since then but that's what he was called at the time um he did a lot of work on the camera and getting a few things implemented into the map editor, so that random boxes could show up. Um, a lot of the stuff was just hacked in in the map editor, logic based, whatnot. Um, what's going to at the moment now? It's kind of in a postponed statement, mainly because as you've probably already worked out from listening to the show, I'm working on ModDB, which is a full-time job. So I don't get time to sit down and go, right, Arcadium, let's do this. And, um, yeah, I've kind of started other projects as well because I like making tech demos. I like making engines different and seeing if things work. And that's kind of what I do. Like, one I'm working on right now is um, an engine, a 2D engine based on a 24-hour clock. So everything in the game is affected by a twenty-four hour clock, daytime, nighttime, weather, random effects, etc., etc., based all upon a clock, in a sense. Yeah. Said so then. just
0: sorry, sorry, you can finish up. Sorry, you go on. No, I'm finished. Um, with that said, then, um, would you be inclined as if somebody were to contact you and say, "Hey, can I continue development on Arcadia? I think it's a really cool idea. Um, could you maybe show how you did everything in the tech demo, and then I can continue your mod development? Would you be accepting to do something like that
1: yeah I mean I'll I'll let someone take the reins and um I would definitely uh let someone you know continue it but of course I'd still want to have input of course obviously mm-hmm. what if you had somebody um, mature if, enough what if to it
2: you? blew up and what, what if it blew up and they made a bunch of money would you be angry
1: well you can't because it's based on the source engine but you know whatever
2: No. never know but um flavor did it
1: the, what the original plan was um, I was going I actually bought the torque engine mm-hmm. advanced um, and I was going to develop it continue to develop it on that engine but um, we kind of me and Zeke kind of parted uh, mainly because I started working on 1DB and he started doing other shit so, mm-hmm.
0: so would it be fair eh, to say if that, that if there's kinda... anybody out there that would like to continue development on this to get a hold of you because I, I, I really had fun playing this, and I don't think it should die out, and I really want it to continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. Just hit me up, yo. Dave at moddb.com is my email address. Pretty simple. Um, yeah, um, what can I say about it? Uh, you yeah, go on.
0: I was just going to say, so how, how hard was this to implement, uh, from your opinion, when you were working on it? Like, did was it was it pretty straightforward? What exactly. Was it pretty straightforward as soon as you, you said, okay, I want to make a Smash TV clone? And, uh, you know, you were like, this is what I want, some rooms, some enemies to come after you. What kind of stumbling blocks did you run into?
1: Mostly, uh, the game is just basically made, it's just one file made in, um, <laughs> made in uh, the Hammer Editor. And in the Hammer Editor, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but you can actually do logic-based... So if, so it's always if, else, when, then, you know, all that sort of comments like if this happens, then this happens, but if this happens, then something else happens, and if that doesn't happen before, then go back to this statement, and you know, just a lot of stuff in there. And you can actually code that. It's granted, there's a lot of stuff in the actual map that needs to be edited, but um, it's completely possible to completely make a game based on logic alone.
0: I mean, look at Gary. And um,
1: That's not really logic. Logic as in, if you do something, something else will happen because you did that. So it's essentially like, you know, do I want to go left? If I go left, then this will happen. And if I want to go right, this will happen. But essentially, you're in the same room. So it's kind of like cheating in a sense, but it's not cheating. <laughs> it's like just portals and teleporting and randomness and like for example depending on how your health is in the game different types of enemies will face you if you've got lower health uh you'll get an easier enemy if it's high if you have got more health you get harder enemies your weapon drops will be a lot different if you've got lower health you'll start getting more rocket launches you'll start getting more explosive weapons if you've um Got higher health, you'll get more like you know, SMGs, sort of pistol upgrades, you know, that sort of stuff, really. And it it, kind of makes sense. Um, entering the game, you start off in a random room each time. There's nine rooms in total, I believe, from what I can remember. And as soon as you load into the game, it'll be random each time. So, just basing something on logic was kind of an experiment in a sense, and uh, making it, it wasn't so much. A difficulty, it just took some time to get the logic right. Um, it took three months from start to finish to get to where it is now. Originally, it was based on the SMOD engine for Source. Um, the original one was called Gauntlet, and that was based on SMOD mainly because everything was so easy to edit. The problem with SMOD is that, well, at the time, you had to have SMOD in front of the name, and that kind of pissed me off. I don't know why, but it kind of did, so I kind of branched out and started to make my own things and i'm kind of also you needed counter-strike installed to play it and that kind of was a hurdle for a lot of people so i wanted to get rid of that as well um so you know going off this mod was a good idea for me interesting
0: so um i mean obviously like you said it's in terms of you development is pretty much done but Nick and I were, uh, we talked about this before the podcast. Nick and I were actually able to mm-hmm. hack together a little multiplayer by doing some server commands. Um, did you ever have a plan for multiplayer when you were developing this?
1: Oh, totally. I mean, in the end, it was going to be like, you know, you've got constant upgrades of like your character stats and whatnot, and you've got like, you know, unlockables and all this sort of stuff I had planned. Um, but, you know, I got hired, and I got busy, and it never came to fruition. So, but uh, multiplayer was something I wanted to test out soon. The the one problem that I had um, was getting player lives in a single player game is incredibly difficult in the source engine. I don't know why, but it just is. So, like the source engine just hard coded: if you die, you reset or load the game. But uh, what we needed was, like, if you die, you lose this number from this category, and then that category, once it hits zero, that's when you reload, not the other way around. But it never worked out like that, and that's kind of the, the, the mountain we came to that we couldn't get over. So in the design document, if the players didn't have lives, then the arcade really doesn't work, unfortunately. And the save system was kind of bugged too. So.
0: Would you say you were limited because you were um, mainly d- basing your code on the map logic instead of actually recoding an engine? I mean, I know you guys recoded some things, but a lot of your coding mm-hmm. was based off of, like, in-valve hammer editing. Did that limit you?
1: Yeah, um, it did. It really did. Um, logic is great and all, but if certain criteria aren't fulfilled, the logic just won't start. For example, if you save the game and then load it, the logic would never have started because you never pass that one checkpoint where all the logic starts from, you know, and uh, it's all based on that. I mean, you can, you can go and hard code it in, whereas every room has a logic starter, you know, but good luck to you. (laughs) Well, this is, if you want to sit down and do all that, this is
0: interesting because this is a great example of what um, somebody with a little bit of determination can do inside, you know, that's, I mean, you're just coming from a mapping experience, obviously, not much of a coding experience, which is fine. It-
1: Actually, I had uh, no experience with the source engine whatsoever. I just kind of sat down and did it. Yeah, yeah. and this is a perfect example really of what somebody there. can
0: pump out with some determination and uh, some concepts and some ideas. I mean, it only took you three months. And free time. And free time. <laughs> and it only took you three <laughs> yeah. months, and I've seen worse things that take, like, years. You know what I mean? So, um I had so much fun just playing this, and it reminded me um, of Geometry Wars, almost, the way the AI worked, and I love Geometry Wars, that sort of arcadey style thing. I want to hook this up to, like, an Xbox 360 controller and just play it. Um, I think that'd be really cool. But uh, I don't really have any other questions. It's pretty basic. It's a pretty basic idea, and we've talked about the development and anything. Uh, Thomas, you have anything? Well,
3: um, not particularly. I just found it was very reminiscent, uh, like, the gameplay style of... Uh... Contra and Action Doom. I don't know if you I'm I'm going to assume that everyone in here really? Contra. Really Contra?
1: You, the side scroller? Yeah, like the the arcade feel and the difficulty. Oh, just 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 cuz of how difficult it was.
3: <laughs> well, that like just the arcade style of it because I'm like, yeah, you know, one hit from my gun kills them while I can take a few hits. You know, yeah. that wasn't exactly Contra, but it it made me feel like that kind of
1: well originally it was supposed to be if you get hit you lose a life but since we couldn't have lives in there we kind of made it up with <clears throat> with health instead so yeah originally it was going to be a heap of shit and like power ups and you know, all this crazy stuff but the one thing I will say is I'm incredibly impressed with how the weapon's handled just with a little bit of tweaking like for example um, when you're in the, the third person mode or the top down mode you know, that's similar to Smash TV, the weapons are locked on a certain axis so that they always shoot in the one direction. And I did not, for example, expect the ball to bounce flat on every bounce. I expected the ball to bounce off in a different angle and all that sort of stuff. But for some reason, the code just works so well that it would just bounce flat and all that sort of stuff. The one problem we did have, though, um, the rocket launcher I don't know if you know this but when you shoot the rocket launcher the rocket actually appears above the weapon and then falls down yeah it arcs up I don't know why that was done like that but what we had to do we had to literally point the person down a little bit like have their crosshair down when you're in the third person mode you don't notice it but have them pointing down when they've got the rocket launcher out so it shoots at their feet almost mm-hmm. in a sense yeah because and it was
0: the way most rocket launchers work like Theoretically, it's that they don't actually shoot straight. They shoot at an arc, right? They just kind of shoot up in the air and then come down.
1: Well, not this rocket launcher. It should shoot straight out of the barrel. But instead, the rocket actually loads above the rocket. You don't see it. Oh. But uh, the the rocket actually loads above the rocket launcher then shoots down. So if he's shooting in front of you and you, he's like, you know, two feet in front of you, you miss him because it goes over his head. Oh, I see. And that's the problem. That's the problem we had. And it was fixed easy enough. And... I mean, there's for everyone out there that's wondering, you can just sit down and make something really, really simple in the source engine. There is nothing stopping you. And you can just use what I did and just, you know, little tiny fixes that, you know, aren't effectively what you're supposed to do, but they work. So if you can makeshift a mod, in a sense, almost.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of our listeners are going to be happy because they've been complaining that we haven't been interviewing enough developers, and I'm glad you're sharing a lot about what's going on behind the scenes with this mod, because this is a good, not just a good way of uh, it's it it means a lot more than just a mod. You know, it means a lot more than just the gameplay. It's more about the development and how you built up to it and what people can do in the engine. Like you said, it's a tech demo. Oh, of course. Which is which is yeah, awesome.
1: Tech demos are the best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thomas, anything else? Um. No, that was pretty much it. Yeah, and I don't think Nick has any questions. Nick, if you have any questions, just let me know. And then uh, while you get your questions, why don't, why don't you, Dave, let us know where people can go to find out more about Arcadium and maybe drop your email again if anybody wants to continue
3: development.
1: All right, Dave, Mordb.com, hit me up. You know, uh, all my information is on moreDB where I work. I've got a profile there. It's Henley, H-E-N-L-E-Y. Um, you can go there. It's just Arcadium, A-C-A-R-D-I-U-M. I think that's how I spelt it. (laughs) Uh, You can find that on ModDB as well. That's the only place you can actually download it from Mm -hmm. as well.
0: Why did you change the name, actually,
1: Mm -hmm. while we're on that? Because people were confused. They this just like, what? This isn't Gauntlet? And I was like, oh, shit. It's not. (laughs) So I changed it to Arcadium, mainly because the idea was to replicate more than one arcade game Mm -hmm. in the mod. So you could kind of go into the mod and go, I want to play Galactica. I'm gonna play that right now, and that's what the idea was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but never came. Emmanuel, more than just what it is now.
0: Emmanuel, we've been ignoring you. I'm sorry. Do you have any questions for Dave? What?
3: Nope. No.
2: Okay. I didn't get to really play it. Okay,
0: that's okay. I just think if there's anybody who wants to get into development, they should check this out, and uh, you know, maybe rewind this podcast a little bit and take a listen because
2: stuff, stuff like this is always the best approach to um, to perfecting the art, really. When, earlier, when we were talking about that mod that's that we said was good, but it didn't feel like like it'd been polished. If he had done a project like you had just endeavored on, he probably would have worked kinks out and ended up making better products later on. But this is definitely a great way of doing it. A friend of mine, Akart, um, he does this stuff all the time, and he always he always ends up learning a lot more than he than he would expect, and it, it reflects in his in his uh, his products.
1: You know what? I totally agree with that. I think. If you're going to start a project, make it small. Yeah. I mean, people are more likely to pick up a smaller game and play it for two minutes or 20 minutes. Like, Suicide Survival is a great example of this. It's just like, hey, plants blow up, but they kill people. Let's do it. And it took them, like, maybe, like, three weeks to make that thing, you know? And look how popular it is. It's crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, um, thank you for being on the show, Dave. And I think we're... That's okay, William. And uh, will we be expecting you on the Modcast this week, Will?
0: Maybe not this week, but hopefully next week. I got a lot to do this week. <sighs> I work on. I'm sorry. Slack. I'm sorry. Next week. Slack, next Slack. Next week, definitely. Sign me up. It's a date. So, um, anyway um, that is the end of the show uh, another long actually only two, mo- two minutes above our regular scheduled time so not too long we just talked a lot about other stuff um, so anyway I'd like to thank uh, Thomas for being on the show thank you Thomas as always Catra always taking time out of your, <laughs> always taking time out of your special schedule your very busy schedule
1: special schedule yeah,
0: like what do you it's mean a I'm not special. on the
3: small bus all the time just on Wednesdays <laughs> school schedule
0: and Emmanuel, of course. Thank you for finally coming back, once and for all. Mm-hmm. We always enjoy. Mm-hmm. We always enjoy your very negative comment, but you always provide us with the other side of the coin.
1: Yeah, man, it was good talking to you. You have an Absolutely. insight that is very regularly seen on the internet. Yeah,
0: that's what I love about you, Emmanuel.
2: <laughs> thank
1: you. <laughs> I try
2: hard. You know, it's harder than you think.
1: Now he's he's the voice of the average pissed off gamer he is which is awesome and you need something like that on your podcast that's why I have Ryan on my show
0: (laughs) Ryan is is not like that at all
1: (laughs) (laughs) he totally is
0: (laughs) and Dave thank you for being on the show as usual
1: no worries Will Um, no worries
0: and obviously Nick who stays silent who doesn't get enough recognition Um, but anyway uh, thank you listeners for tuning in and I think that is the end of the show